Hello boys and girls and welcome to the Boys We Will Boy podcast. Today we'll have Theo on the podcast. Say hi Theo. Hey, what's up guys? Next to Theo we'll have Kim. Kim, say hi to the audience. What's good everyone? And lastly we have our special guest. We have Joe Cherubs. Say hello Joe. Okay, today's topics, we're going to be tackling censorship in our modern era in the Western world. As you know, there's a lot of talk and about censorship in all these different mediums in America, in Europe. There are certain topics that you shouldn't be allowed to touch on it. So that's why we're going to touch on them in this episode of the Boys With Be Boys podcast. Censorship in America, for example. So we have these... Um, you guys know when you go on Twitter and then you find some tweet from some cel celebrity from like 10 years ago and people will go and just like hammer the point home that they need to be canceled. They need to lose their job because yeah. of some because of some dumb stuff or some racist stuff that they said 10 years ago. What's your guys takes on it? Uh, Theo? Well, my take on it is basically like everyone like they target um, celebrities way more if they would target like normal people. Like let's say if a normal white person would say the N-word by mistake on Twitch, like, or a gamer. And if a famous person would say the N-word, the famous, they would target the famous person obviously more, and the famous person would obviously get more hate because of how jealous people are towards the celebrity. So they would, like, do anything in their power that this celebrity gets, like, removed and terminated by, let's say, YouTube or any other famous, like, apps that they use or are good on. But do you think that that feeling is justified just because somebody may be famous or not? No, no, because I feel like uh, we're all the same, like no matter if we're famous or not. So I, I think like we should all get treated the same as well. So uh, no, I don't think that's all right. Kim, do you have any thoughts on it? Yes, good sir. I think it's bullshit. I'm just going to say that straight up. Um, I think you shouldn't get into trouble. You said a few years ago, you were like, all of us have said, everyone has said, stuff through their whole life they said something bad or something ridiculous and most of the time you're just joking around having fun with your friends or even if you're just in a bad spot and you for example uh made fun of someone or you said something very disturbing even then first of all you should look at the context of the situation when did it happen why did it happen that's important like we've talked about that before you and me eddie and uh of course yeah just in general you shouldn't get into trouble for this you just said something it's and if people get offended, it's their problem. Don't bring it to the celebrity who's just trying to get on with his life. And maybe back then they were different from how they are now. Doesn't mean you should, if he, it's different. Like people compare it to, for example, beating up your wife. They're like, oh, this guy said something really harsh a few years ago. It's not the same as, for example, harassing someone or um, violently, um, physically hurting someone or something. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. You shouldn't go after celebrities for something they said. Yes, you can be offended, sure, but then don't bring it to their doorstep. Don't don't mess with their career. Don't do that, you know? What do you think, Joe? I feel like I have two different takes that you could put on this situation. So I do think it's somewhat ludicrous that we would hi hold celebrity Like, celebrities at the end of the day are just ultimately people and just regular people from the start. So it's somewhat... Um, strange that we would hold them to such high standards that they would not make these mistakes or have these particular or unorthodox views or opinions or say these things. But also, I do think that it's important to note that celebrities 
in a way, should be held to these standards because they do have a lot more influence than me and you uh, regarding people and how impressionable that people may be. So as well, the fact that it's not acceptable to like go out on these huge witch hunts for celebrities who say things that you don't like, we, I think it also should be taken into account that some of these celebrities, maybe some, maybe it might take a specific case or person, do have a lot more power over maybe perhaps more impressionable or vulnerable people than we do. But again, it's still not acceptable to, obviously in some instances, as we've seen, to just do it because you feel like it, because you have that almost self-righteousness that they, that if you, if you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course, we understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's also, like you said, if right now, because yeah, you're right, they have like a certain responsibility, I think you could say, with their platforms and everything. They should also, they should be held to certain standards, I guess. But um, yeah, it's also, they're just people. And it's different from if they say something messed up now, than if they get shit for something they said 10 years ago, you know? I think that's a different situation. Yeah. yeah. But I see what you mean. Like they should, they have a certain responsibility. And yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure. I think that also leads us to um, a different, like the same kind of topic, but to a different aspect of it with celebrities, especially as well. Recently, with this uh, whole COVID-19 situation, there have been many celebrities that have been kind enough to donate some of their money towards the cause. Maybe they'll donate a 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 or even a million. I believe someone donated uh, as early as last week. If you go on all these social media, especially Twitter, Uh, you'll see that there are many people that are complaining specifically about why didn't they donate more. Like, you have so much wealth, you're worth a hundred million dollars. Why don't you donate more? That kind of stuff. Instead of praising them for actually being kind enough to donate some of that towards the research and the efforts that all of these doctors and researchers are going through trying to help. Um, Do you guys have any opinions on it? Theo? Um, the thing is, people always look up to like, if we look at the richest people in the world, we see like top, like, like top two people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is currently the richest one and, um, Bill Gates, you know, like, Bill Gates obviously donates more than Jeff Bezos. Or like, if, if it comes to cancer, if it comes to like child's, like, lack of education, all the, all those stuff. And therefore Jeff Bezos gets like a lot and a lot and a lot of hate. People don't see, like, if Jeff Bezos donates $50 million to cancer, Bill Gates donates 100, Jeff Bezos is going to look like the bad guy because they're going to look at him, oh, this guy has more money, but he lets, like, Bill Gates donate more than him. How can he do this to himself? Like, stuff like that. And I, and I think that's really irrelevant because they should look at people who are kind enough to donate instead of, like, looking, oh, this guy has this much more than this guy so this guy is not as good as this person you know it, it all depends on who donates and who doesn't and that's my opinion in this specific example uh i'm not sure if the if the comparison is as valid as you want it to be because you also have to keep in mind that bill gates has the bill and melinda gates foundation which is a a beneficiary like basically an organization that they started with their own money uh to fight um to fight all these diseases, especially in third world countries, making sure that people in third world countries have access to clean water, have access to education. They also develop some cures for certain diseases. So I understand your point. I understand your argument. Just maybe you should have picked like a different celebrity. Of course. Uh, yeah, but your, your point still stands. Kim? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm with you, Eddie, on this one that um, people are whining about the fact that these people, that um, celebrities or people with a lot of money don't spend more because they have more, you know, because, I mean, it's their money. They earned it. They did something for it. And they get to decide what they do with it, honestly. If they decided to do nothing with it, that's that's up to them. It's their money. You don't get to, you don't have, you don't get to force them to spend their money on something if they don't want to. If they're kind enough to do it, you should appreciate the fact that they do. And you should appreciate the money that they, you should just be like, you shouldn't put them on a pedestal, but you should appreciate it. You should be like, I'm glad he's doing it. But, um, yeah, and you have, like you also said, like, then people whine about it. And even though they haven't donated anything and then... Yeah, it's a silly argument, what, what they're saying on, twi- on Twitter or what you said before. But yeah, that's my opinion. You, What do you think, Joe? Again, I feel like I have to provide two somewhat unique perspectives on this. Please go ahead. On one hand, if I'm going to be extremely pro-American capitalistic on this, <laughs> you have to understand that, like Kim said, in the framework of the way society runs in America, they've... They've earned all the. They've earned their money. It's yeah. uh, as a private citizen. That's their cash. That's their. That's their. That's their. They own it. It's legally theirs. They can do with it what they see fit. So to say that some oh you should do this you should do this they should be spending all this on this would you do the same? I can guarantee you wouldn't throw away all of your money on 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 a charity that even if it's like a severe situation or something you care about does not directly affect you. If you understand what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but on the other hand, I'd also say that, sure, we can say that excessively rich people should be maybe perhaps putting some of that towards something that's beneficial for everybody. But I think I'd staunchly stick with myself personally that in the way that America and all and largely um, Western countries in general. Yeah, Western countries in general, in the way that they operate under a very um, capitalistic and financially excessive way, that's his money, and that's just the way that it is. So, yeah. One of the one of the main points that I believe a lot of people are missing in this argument is also that just because you Google somebody's net worth, that does not mean that they have that amount of money available to them. Exactly. It's like whatever money they may have in their personal bank account. It's like, it's just a fraction of whatever their net worth is, because keep in mind that net worth means all your assets, basically a bunch of things like related to you, but that you don't have this kind of money. And for example, for a celebrity that's worth $100 million, to donate even $1 million is already incredibly generous, because that's probably, even if it's not a fraction of the income that they actually have, it, it is also part of the income that they did not need to donate to a certain cause. But because they're doing it. And also, that also ties back to the entire point that we focus on these celebrities that donate whatever amount of money when we sh- when there are other celebrities that don't donate anything and because they're not headlines, there's not news about them, they just get, they just get consequence free, they just go slack free. Um, but yeah, that's what I think about it as well. Yeah, actually, you're right though, like, because um, you only hear about celebrities donating and you never hear about the ones who don't. So I think everyone basically assumes that every celebrity or like, like they all donate all the time. Or like that's what it could sound like, I guess. And then people get used to it. And then as soon as someone, as a, as soon as someone, a specific a celebrity donates a bit less or something, they're just they're confused about it. And they're like, okay, but why the hell didn't he donate more? Celebrities always do. I guess. Can I just add something else? Yeah. 
I would just say, we need to stop having this mindset of relying on billionaires to fix the world. <laughs> because it's not something, not, not only is it kind of morally incorrect to put all the responsibility on someone, whether you think they've earned their money fairly or not is irrelevant, to do everything that you want to be just in the world, because that's wrong, uh, like, to start with. But it's also very, um, I find, it's kind of pushing... It's it's pushing away your own like your own individual responsibility to the world. It's That's making true. it so you you have this mindset where it's like, oh, that guy he's got a lot. Make everything better for everyone. Well, I know me saying I disagree with that is very uh, very anti-socialist. But I do think that it's kind of a mindset that we kind of do need to eradicate, especially in times like these. No, man, you're right. I mean, I I kind of agree, but then also like. We need to think about like how how does a man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people that are like really goddamn broke like we also need to think like that like we're not expecting billionaires to, like save the world either but we're like at least helping helping like have a little bit because there are really big billionaires out there like Donald Trump and they don't want to donate they don't they don't give a like they they don't give a shit about like other people and they don't give a shit about Mexicans they don't give a shit about like people who are like lower class or like something like that i think okay but can i just say uh, in that aspect when you say there are people like donald trump who have all this and people like this person who have nothing mm -hmm. i think that is an entirely new uh conversation of whether you actually think that the results of their lives and what's happened is actually valid and something that is morally justifiable i think if we get it back if we go back to the main topic as well we're kind of diverting a little bit from the topic um yeah. it's also important um to keep in mind that just if you put yourself in in their shoes, if you put yourself in these celebrities' shoes, you th and you think to yourself, man, I want to donate this money, but then people are going to be asking me to donate even more money, and they're going to be criticizing me for it. If I'm a celebrity and I have this much uh, wealth, like I, I'm going to think twice before I'm going to make any amount of donations to any charity because whatever it is that I do, people are just going to uh, they're just going to witch hunt me. So that is also a huge deterrent for celebrities to even think about donating in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's important to also think about yourself. I mean, first and foremost, yourself, especially. Like, it sounds selfish to say it like that, but always look after yourself. Because if you try to look after other people before you've even taken care of yourself, then that's just going to go sideways real fast. Like, that's just a fact. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in the end of the day, it's your money and you make your decisions what you're going to do with your money. I mean, don't let other people make decisions for you. Like, that, like that's my main conclusion of it. Yeah. Agreed completely on that end. Very libertarian consensus we've reached here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boy, we did it. All right, boys, we start racism. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to go back to what we, uh, we were talking about, censorship, we said that was going to be the main uh, focal point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're, like we're tiptoeing around it. Because we were well. talking about celebrities and the impact that celebrities uh, uh, seem to have. Well, that's a form of, if you think about, no, because that's also a form of censorship, if you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, so we're because no matter, about, yeah, no, matter, no matter what you do in the public eye, because you're a public figure, you're going to get yeah. criticized for it, which is a form of censorship as well. That is so true, though, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you also have all these other issues in America, for example. I'm sure you guys are aware of Steven Crowder and his uh, oh, whole yes. change, yeah. my, change My Mind, um, that, that, whole, that whole slang. I love um, this. Can we can we give a shout out to Stephen Crowder? <laughs> Please go ahead, shout him out. Shout out to uh, the Louder with Crowder podcast. Yeah, man. Louder with Crowder, what's up? 
<laughs> Anyways, going back into that main topic, like um, the premise for his show is amazing. Basically, he just has, if you don't know what Ladder with, uh, with Crowder is, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the show is that basically he just sits um, like right outside public, public universities and like public streets. He just sits down with a sign saying, change my mind. Uh, and he basically is like a topic and then anybody is allowed to come and sit down and have his mind changed. Uh, and that is a beautiful, beautiful, because it is not, it's completely uncut. You can watch the entire, the entire interview without any cuts so that you as a viewer can make out your own opinion. And that way you also don't have, because the thing with mainstream media is that even if you have certain interviews, they'll sometimes they'll cut it in a way to make the other, the opposing side view views a lot harsher than they actually are which is also why i think that this ladder with crowder show is amazing because you're not being manipulated as the viewer into buying into a certain narrative but throughout the course of the whole interview you can make up your own mind about it and there's also a huge amount of people that completely disagree with this in america especially they disagree with his views and they disagree with he has a lot of slack like in a lot of his shows you can see Dude, people literally outside yeah you can see people literally railing outside just like wanting it to get banned because he doesn't agree with the views of the university or of the students and even though it is completely free like freedom of speech they will just uh like you know just like try to censor him and try not to even air the show do you guys think that these people are right into doing this into doing this so something I would say about that is just a message to people who try and shut down an argument or shut down a, a conference, a, a talk, any kind of debate. Yeah, debate. Yeah. Doing that does not any further like validate anything that you have to say about it because the minute that you try and shut something down is the minute that you've admitted you can't refute it in a polite and civil way. No matter how extreme, no matter how extreme or how how harmful you think someone's ideas are. It's a lot more helpful to everybody else for you to refute that than to you to just say, oh, ban, ban, ban. Because the minute you do that, you give those people who you so hate the attention that they want. It is also very hypocritical because there's also been a, I'm not sure, but there's, I'm pretty sure there's been a couple, at least a couple of episodes of his show where police actually intervened. And they like straight up told him that he was not allowed to do it, even though he was within his complete legal right to film because he was in a public space with the consent of people. And there were points that police literally came in and said, no, you're not allowed to do this. Can you please move or do something else? Yeah, they had to go get permits to actually go. Yeah. In my opinion, that's textbook censorship. It's not true. being allowed to do what you're supposed to be allowed to do within your own constitution, within your own rights. Yeah, guys, I saw and I saw a video yesterday. I think it was of Louder with Crowder. Or like, he was at a university doing a change my mind, of course. And I don't know what it was about. It might have been about because he takes like really serious stuff. He's like, I'm pro gun, change my mind, or like I'm pro life, change my mind. Like, it's um, but it's interesting to watch because yeah, yeah, he has really productive debates with these people, and it's very genuine. And it's uh, a lot of times I've seen the people change their minds, like actually, and they're like, oh yeah, you're actually right about what you're saying. Like, I agree with you, and that's always. So it's interesting to see. And I saw a video where he was having, he was sitting down with a girl at a university with a change my mind. And there was like a bunch of people around it. And then there was, were these hecklers like a few meters away. And they were like yelling the whole time and trying to shut the debate down. And then he was like, all right, just give me a second. He went over there and talked to the main guy. And he was like, okay, well, why don't you agree with me? And he just stood. And then the guy was like, uh, yeah, well, you say stuff that's like, yeah. And I don't agree. And 
uh, he was, this guy had no clue what he was talking about. He didn't actually make any valid points. And as soon as Crowder went up to him and he actually sta- asked him why he was doing it or why he's trying to shut down debate, the guy just had no points. He, this guy was, it was actually embarrassing watching him defend himself. I, like, I felt bad for him at some point. But it just goes to show how ridiculous it can be. And like Joe said, if you're trying to shut down a debate by uh, just being loud the whole time, then you already lost. You already lost in that sense. Yeah, you lost the war. Couldn't agree more with that take. Phil, what do you think? I mean, I I, f- I fully agree. Like, I think if you should take um, like like if you should already to like tell someone that you're wrong, like that they're wrong, basically, you should have points of yourself of saying why they are wrong. Like, you shouldn't be like. You're wrong because you're wrong. Like, no, you should have points behind it. Otherwise, you just look like a total idiot, like trying to defend himself, as yeah. like Kim said. But like, <laughs> it, it's the same thing when, um, I mean, I'm not saying it, it's, it's not just the same thing. Like when you're trying to like have debates with someone on the street, it's, it's, it's exactly the same thing. If you're trying to have a debate with your parents, like basically. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's happened to me all the time where like, the parents are like, oh, no, you're not allowed to do this because of this. And they don't give, like, valid points of why you're not allowed to do it. They just say, no, 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 no. If, if, you, if you don't agree with me, you get punished. I mean, th- I mean that's how it is. But, like, with other people on the, on the street, if you want to debate with them, I mean, it's way easier as well, like, if you have your It's points. like they're trying, to, they're trying to police discussion and they're trying to police politics to the point where anything outside their own view, just like you could call it, uh, you could just call it, what they oppose, what they they claim to oppose fascism, a highly authoritarian form of silencing others, which they're doing themselves. Exactly, that is so true. Yeah, which I is extremely hypocritical if you actually think about it. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you're trying to defeat the one. Th- you're trying to do the one thing that you're trying to defeat at the same time. Oh, it's like yeah. I love this saying. It's like it's like. Um, what is it? It's like either live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh or yeah, die a hero. Oh, or stay the hero. Yeah, from the Dark Knight. Yeah. Man. Shout out the Dark Knight. Exactly, and the intention is always the same. It's always, oh yeah, no, we're trying to protect people, or we're trying to silence them so we can avoid people getting hurt. It's always the same excuse. It's to help or like to be the good guys. So you're trying to, you're trying to do something that just isn't correct to. You're trying to save people from something that hasn't happened yet, basically, in that sense. You're trying to yeah. uh, save people from being hurt emotionally because of hate speech or what, what they call hate speech. I don't really think there's such a thing as hate speech, but, you know, um, there's hateful speech, but there's no thing like specifically words that because anything can offend you. So I think that's kind of subjective, you know, it is subjective. Yeah. Yeah. In the topic of censorship and uh, hate speech and that kind of stuff, there's also within within the um, Hollywood sphere, within all these movies uh, that are coming out, Captain Marvel was a huge was a huge oh. topic for this. Yeah. Um, they got the remake of Ghostbusters as well with the all women. <laughs> 2016. Cast. It was a huge yeah. point of debate. Yep, 2016 exactly. And the thing is that whenever these types of movies come out that you that the public can tell that is kind of a cash grab just minorly tweaked to feed with a certain narrative and then people don't go and, and watch that movies it's like the studios will always come up with the excuse so oh it's just uh misogynistic people didn't go and watch the movie because they they don't want a strong female character in their movies and they will censor all these people saying basically that their opinions are not valid because they're just like misogynist or they're just men or they're just like yeah. white males 
all that kind of stuff that also puts a huge and then when you actually see these movies they flop massively at the theaters yeah. uh yeah at all these like <laughs> the revenue boxes and then it really just goes to show that okay maybe it wasn't just that misogynistic people didn't go and watch the movie. Maybe it was just that your movie wasn't that good to begin with because you just wanted a quick cash grab. What do you guys think about it? They let um, they let this ideology and this agenda, you could say, they let it dominate um, their art. So when you have like a film like the all female Ghostbusters, if you're going to make a film like that, at least uh, if people criticize it for being a bad film. You can't then say that it's because of the element that you put in for whatever the old women. You can't just say that that's the reason they don't like it because if you can tell by watching these films that they've put more effort into actually sending this political uh, new age liberal message than actually work on a story or work on like an enriching film, then it shouldn't really be like taboo to discuss that. If you're not, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and I mean the important thing in movies. People go to watch movies because enter- entertainment. They want to get a break from life and just go watch something that they can enjoy with their friends or family or whatever. And you, it, you kind of, it's a fact that you try to get away from life a bit. You try to take a break and then you get this shoved in your face again. We're like with all these polit- political agendas and shit by, and then, yeah, it's something I talked about before with Eddie also. Like, um, the important thing of making a movie is you should have, that's the story is the important thing. You should have a good story, a good arc. And then you build your characters around it, and um, the character, the main character, can be a guy, can be a girl, can be can be black, white, whatever. I don't care what, as long as it's a good movie, you'll be fine. I mean, there are so many, there are so many good um, female action heroes out there in movies. I well, let's see, there's like um, Sarah Connor from Terminator Two, Kill Bill, oh yeah, um, Wonder Woman, Kickass, Hit Girl, Hit Girl, or um, Alita. Uh, that that was a great movie. It was animated, but the main character was a girl, and I loved that movie, like, for real. So, and they just use it as an excuse, you know? They're like, people don't like their movies, so they're like, oh, yeah, these misogynist pigs, white male, who don't appreciate women being uh, action heroes. Like, that's not that's not why. It's because you shove this in our face, and no one actually enjoys it, and then, yeah. What is interesting about all these examples that you've just listed is that the point is that, the point of all these characters, of these, like, amazing kick-ass characters is that they didn't have to be women, they didn't have to be men, they could have been black, they could have been white, they could have been Asian, it wouldn't have mattered because within the story, they're great characters within themselves, the story exactly. serves that purpose, and the, the, the plot of all these stories, of all these movies, they had nothing to do with race, they had nothing to do with being women, being a man, they were just amazing ideas, amazing movies that just happened to have women as their main characters, and that's wonderful. Oh yeah, Ripley from uh, Aliens 2, I think it was. That was, Aliens 2 was fucking great. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Alright, Theo, do you have anything to say or? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully agree. I think like, um, I, th- I think these people that do movies like this, and when people don't like their movies, like the audience basically, they always want to point the finger of blame somewhere else. They never want to like take ownership for saying, okay, yeah, so uh, this movie was like, like we had way too high hopes for this movie. I stole for it. No, 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 they don't, they never do that. They always no. point a finger of blame to the audience, as saying by Captain Marvel. I actually did not like that movie because it, you know it didn't it didn't suit with the whole thing and stuff like that. But then people like them need to be like, oh, it's because it was a woman, and I'm like, no, actually not. And then I give examples. They don't give any examples, and this is where the <laughs> debating comes in 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 the story again. I mean, it's just so 
It's 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 just so idiotic. Well, I didn't even mind Wonder Woman. Yeah, oh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, don't get me started on that, mate. I mean, I, I enjoyed that one. <laughs> I, I was I was glad with that one. But uh, I mean, everyone's got their own opinion, of course. And... I mean, it was apparent of the message of yeah, that movie. Yeah. But to be fair, that that is the entire point of the character since its since it is its inception way back in the day as well. Also, I I think like a very successful counterpoint to this whole argument is Black Panther. That movie did great in the movie in the movie theaters. Uh, and it also like really resonated with uh, a, a lot of like black audience. Like they really felt identified as well with that. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Well, um, you know, here again, uh, like I don't know if you guys agree with me, but there's not like we don't see black superheroes that much, you know. Uh, if, yes. if you guys know what I mean. Like and and here again, like these were like this was a really good movie. It had a good storyline. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Visuals were amazing. Every, everything, like the, and the, everything was like good with this film. But like, I, I think like if we didn't, like if this was a bad movie and the audience wouldn't have liked it, guess what they would have targeted us for? Oh, it's because <laughs> it's an African American in the movie. Yeah. yeah, but they even did say that yeah. after the film came out when people criticized it because, in my opinion, it was a good film, but it was nowhere near better than um, Infinity War. Yeah, that Infinity War was really good. Or. Yeah. Wait, well, it wasn't better. And they said there was a chart. There was like a chart that Marvel put out of like the most best reviewed, the best like uh, acclaimed films. And they had a Black Panther above Endgame as well. What? Above Endgame. Yeah, they had it above Endgame. And not that I think it was a bad film. I think it was a good film. But I do think there was somewhat of an agenda pushing it to the forefront, more where people cared more about the agenda than the art itself that made it such a big hit. In their yeah. defense, to be honest, um, I would I would sort of see that point if, for example, because if you think if you think about it, the thing with Endgame is that you need to be a Marvel fan to truly appreciate it. And yeah. if they're ranking it, if and if they're ranking these movies as just like standalone movies, it is possible that Black Panther was a better standalone movie because you didn't need to know all that much background information about the characters. Yeah, it was a Marvel movie, but basically anybody could just pick it up, watch it, and it would like they would have liked the movie. Whereas with Endgame, you need to have a lot of background information on all these Marvel movies. It was like 22 or something movies leading up to that point. So yeah. if you were rating it as a standalone movie, I would see how Black Panther would have been a but better movie than it. It was Endgame. just rating of movies overall, like the actual content of the films. It wasn't to do with whether it hadn't like a individual, unique, enriching storyline. It was more just like overall and its reception. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, Eddie, I, I fully support your point of like saying that um, Black Panther, like you don't need to know like the full background story before you watch it. Mm-hmm. Like with Endgame, yeah, you, like you can't watch Endgame without having watched Infinity War and all the other Marvel movies before. No. Uh, I mean, there, there, I agree, but like. I th- I think that's why like Black Panther had like a, a better rating, let's say, than Endgame, because then more people can watch it, you know. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, um, <clears throat> I'm kind of torn right now because yeah, it was. I went to watch it. I kind of I enjoyed it, but um, I guess I didn't resonate with it as much as black audiences. But that's just yeah, because I'm white. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. That's pretty, it's basically why I'm guessing like it had more of an, it was more important to them, I guess, but I enjoyed it. It was good entertainment, but, um, yeah, it might've been a bit overhyped. I'm going to say it was a good movie, but it wasn't like groundbreaking new, like it wasn't anything 
that we had never be seen before. Yeah, it was the first, um, I guess, main movie where there was a lot of, there was most, mostly black people in the movie. But it was a good yeah. movie. And, uh, but yeah, a bit overhyped, maybe, I guess you could say. But I was, I enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah, I was glad to have seen it. Uh, something as well that I think proves that proves this point even more is that have you guys seen uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, that was I such I a good I actually haven't seen it no, yet. I haven't seen it either, no. Okay, next, whenever you guys get a chance, watch that movie, download it, uh, just watch it from somewhere. It is amazing. Like, it is so good. I'm not... The main character obviously was, was black. It was... Um, what's his name? Miles Morales. Miles Morales, yeah. And he did an amazing job of juggling that um, the fact that the main character is black and with the fact that he's Spider-Man. I mean, I am a, an amazing... I'm, I'm a great fan of Spider-Man. And it didn't bother me one bit that uh, Miles Morales was black. Obviously, he's black in the comics and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think that they did an amazing job of juggling the fact that he was black as well to kind of put it into the story. It was kind of like... Because if you realize the plot of the movie is that he he is a kid from Brooklyn that gets a chance to go to like a very high elite school where there's like mostly like white kids and that kind of stuff. And it kind of juggles that really well. Don't you think him? Oh my God, dude, this movie was so good. And again, it comes back to the point that the fact that the movie itself, it was just an amazing movie. It was an amazing story. Everything I love. I think it's the best, like the best Spider-Man movie ever. That's how it got rated. I might have to agree with that. Yeah, I th well, not to me personally. I just think like, in general, it got rated um, by, I don't know, IMDb or something as the best Spider-Man mm -hmm. movie ever so far. I forgot, but legit. And there's like a bunch of characters, like there's what, some Asian Spider-Man girl in there, I think. And there's Spider-Man noir or whatever. There's just a bunch. It's basically diversity right there in the movie, but they did it so well that I didn't even care. And there wasn't any agenda behind it. It was just a genuine good movie with just a really good story. And, and then they just had different characters in it and it worked for me it was really good yeah i enjoyed it so kim kim would you say that because they had a primary focus on the story and the characters and the back and the background of the whole thing it made it better because they didn't solely focus on their agenda as the primary focus of the film yeah exactly i i, I don't even think there was any agenda yeah which is what kind of failed for films like ghostbusters yeah or like charlie's angels from last year but to be fair, the the fact that Miles Morales was black also played a role in the movie, if you remember. It did a bit, yeah, I think. Uh, and so it's not like they could take... But it wasn't the main focus, you know? Of course, they used it to yeah. its advantage to enhance the story to what was yeah. already a great story to begin with. Yeah, and there, was, and there wasn't a lot of um, difference between him and, him and Peter Parker. You know, They're, he's white and he's black, but they were both... It's, uh, what's he says in the movie, he's like, um, doesn't matter who you are... Uh, you can anyone can be Spider-Man, he said something like I don't remember what the sentence yes, was, but I it, remember the, that. it yes. was to the same effect of anyone can be Spider-Man, anyone can wear the mask. I think he says, and uh, as long as it's about being Spider-Man, you know that's the importance of the movie. That was the message, and that was a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, yeah, movies like Charlie's Angels or um, Ghostbusters, you could just tell why they were being made. Like you could immediately tell it was ridiculous, but no. Uh. Would you say it also has? Like one of the factors is also how the movie is presented to the viewers. Uh, for example, I feel like a lot of viewers don't really resonate with what's being forced upon them. For example, it was this the main message, like when you watch the trailers of these movies, it was, oh yeah, women equality, women are equal to men, that kind of stuff. Women are just as capable of men. It kind of just like, like jams it down people's throats. 
And I feel like they people don't really like they they like when when studios are genuine and they just want to tell a compelling story that just so yeah. happens to have female characters in yeah. it as well. Exactly. I'll say something else. Uh, when they say like, oh, uh, when they promote these films in that fashion, like, oh, look, women can do this. Um, a black guy can be this. Uh, we white guys don't have to do this. It's kind of assuming as a whole. You kind of feel insulted because you feel like you're being told that you don't agree with that, and and, and you have to, you know, listen yeah. to this. This is what it is. Like they're, they're telling you that you don't. Yeah, that you have to be educated, and that's why people might feel a bit more uh, like against these kind of movies in general because. They're tired of being told how they should think, or what, or what, or even what they think, if you know. Yeah, and I'm surprised that they keep bringing out these movies. Like they see that it flops every time. Why do they keep doing it, man? Like I'm actually concerned. I don't know. <laughs> like, do they do they not want money? They're pretending like their livelihood doesn't depend on it. Like, at some point, you have to ask yourself, why do you keep messing up? You know. <laughs> but I hope they figure it out. Let's just hope that they're gonna learn one day. Yeah, let's hope for the best. Coming back to the main topic of censorship, <laughs> um, there's also these uh, threats on social media as well. Um, I've realized, I'm not sure if you guys realize, like especially on Twitter, it always is Twitter, I swear to God. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's always Twitter, for example. Uh, you'll see a thread, for example, about LGBTQ+, or something like that, right? And yeah. then, like for example, the main, like, the main narrative of the whole thread is that it doesn't matter what it is, right? It really doesn't matter what it is. And then, like, someone will come along in the comments disagreeing with the main premise, bringing, bringing out actually good arguments and completely valid arguments. And then under the replies to that comment, you'll have a bunch of people literally saying that his opinion is invalid because he's white or because he's a man or because he's cis or because he's straight. Yeah, when do we even call, start calling it cis? Like, you're just what you are. <laughs> the fuck? Are those people justified in doing that? Yeah. No, uh, no yeah. like, I, I, I fully disagree. Because for, for me, like, as, as long as you have good arguments and good points to support your evidence, I mean, then, then, then that's it. For, for me, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Indian, gay, any of that stuff, like, as long as you have good point, because, because you're still the same person, no matter what, you just have different feelings if you would be gay or if you would be straight, but you, you still have the same points to argue about. And it doesn't matter, like, if, if you're white or if, if you're straight, I mean, that all is just, I don't know, like, it is just, that is, people can target you nonstop. If, I mean, if, if it all depends on your skin or your sexuality, People can target you all the time. Yeah, true. But if 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 you have good points and stuff like that, uh, and like you, you you debate, and it depends on your good points. I mean, then you know, then then it would be actually good. But people like now, it's just it's it's just so dumb the way they you know try and make your skin color or your sexuality a problem. Well, um, I'd say you know how you said how people say you can't enter this conversation because you're this or you think that i say and i'm not agreeing with it but i think in some aspects in like maybe particular aspects you do have to consider what someone's initial um alliances may be so mm -hmm. if, to give an example if i was always running around saying game of thrones is better than the walking dead and then i gave an opinion on the walking dead someone would then say to me oh well this is just a fucking pissed off game of thrones fanboy if you know what i mean so if 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 
if you were on like, I don't know, say a forum about gay people and there's a comment saying something that you don't like and you're not gay, I do think it is extremely, oh sorry, extremely disingenuous to say you're not gay so you can't talk about this because then you just live in your own little fucking nasty echo chamber of just like, uh, of, of being completely oblivious to anything on the outside. But you also do need to take into account that you may not have the same grasp of something, and people will just react this way because it's just human nature. Yeah, but I mean that's why um, that's why I think speech is important because you should you should talk it out. You should have an actual conversation about it because um, if you try to shut down someone, for example, because of their opinions, that's not going to help. If the other person says their opinion, and even if they're wrong, it's still important that they said it because then there's also a chance for you to convince them otherwise or to tell them why they're wrong. I think that's important. You know, that's why you should always. You should never suppress speech in any way because we need it as a society to, to move forward and solve issues in general, you know? But um, yeah, that's, I think that's important. But that assumes that people want to be challenged on their views and that assumes that people, these people are willing to change or be willing to give a different perspective a go to begin with. Well, everyone should be um, willing to listen to the other side. If they're not, then, then there's no point really because you should always... Be willing to listen to opposing sides. Um, in debates, it's very important because so many times you see debates and either one or both sides are just convinced of that what they think, and there's no point in talking to either one because you're not going to change their minds. And that's just those debates are pointless, and you're not going to get any further. To be honest, I think I think that comes part and parcel with the fact that a lot of young people, especially now, for some for whatever reason, I'm not sure. Maybe it's the current climate of things. But an increasing amount of young people or uneducated people on the subject are getting very, very much more into politics than they were, say, 20 years ago. So because you have so much more people in, like into politics or following a, a herd of politics or something they've heard from celebrities or anything else, uh, it's natural that it's going to occur that kids who have never been in actual serious political discussion or debate are going to be hostile because they don't understand how anything can be contrary to what they think because they're not exposed to it yeah i think because i used to have very different opinions than i do now i think i only changed my opinions on things about a year ago that's because i started listening to the others i didn't like the other side because i thought the other or the uh, other people's opinions are just very just just not good just bad you could say it's very vague but you know what i mean like you mm -hmm. feel like you're in the rights with your opinions and then you think like other people are wrong as soon as they disagree with you or they're the bad person in the equation basically but you should be willing to question your own opinion and be like okay maybe i am wrong about this you know and that's something important and listen to the other side and listen to their arguments if in the end you're right and they still have bad arguments then that's just how it is then you can still think you are right but you should always consider the fact that you're wrong and you should listen to the other side because that's important i think yeah the thing is that a lot of times um people will have this mentality that you have to win a debate or that you have to make sure that the other side agrees with you. Like you never go that. I think that's also a wrong mentality to have because in my honest opinion, you should go into a debate willing to learn more from the other side as well. And yeah. perhaps come to a consensus where both sides can compromise in certain grounds. And that I think is the the actual point of debate. Not just try to make your argument seem superior to the other argument, but to actually make sure that you understand both sides as much as possible. And given that, um, actually come to like a common consensus and agreement in the end.
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's a tough thing because, yeah, a lot of times people are very stuck in their own opinions and they think they're in the right. But um, like you said, it's also something I learned because if you're in debates, you should always try to find uh, like common ground with the other person because that's mm -hmm. the best way. Because then you can also kind of you also have to compromise and kind of show them that you're genuine. You actually want to have a productive debate. And, um, and a lot of times, even with uh, Crowder, when he does the change my mind segment, a lot of times mm -hmm. they're he has a conversation with very nice, respectable people who disagree with him. And in the end, they still disagree, but they still, it's in a respectful manner. They they just decide, okay, I guess we don't agree on this. And that's just how it is. Okay. And then have a nice day. That's it. There's no being harsh to the other person. There's no hate between it. There's no, there's no nothing. There's just two people disagreeing in the end sometimes. And sometimes they do agree and sometimes they don't. And that's just, but they do it respectfully and that's important and they try to listen and even if they don't find common ground that's just how that's just how it is you know so just to kind of finish off uh from this podcast um how do you guys feel do you guys feel because i feel like a lot of this podcast has been centered more on like america and like there's sort of like censorship and that kind of stuff to finish here at home do you guys feel that europe is doing a better job than americans when it comes to freedom of speech and censorship absolutely not no, <laughs> I agree with Joe. I, 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 I mean, it depends on the countries. I mean, like, let's say we don't have many countries in Europe who is like doing movies or is inventing new stuff like America. I mean, America is like the center continent for, for, for that stuff, if you know what I mean. Europe is not known. Yeah, but not uh, just okay. movies. Not just movies, like in general, like speech, you know. Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, then I agree with Joe, mostly. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the policy that I was this first amendment. First amendment is free speech. I think so. Yep. Yeah, I love that one because in Europe we have such stricter laws on what you can say that than true. they do in America. In Europe, you can't. There's so much you can't do. Also, yeah, but in Germany, you're not allowed to deny the Holocaust. I think or something. Oh yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. 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 And uh, in it's in a lot of European countries. In uh, in in the UK as well, we have very strict free uh, like speech laws extremely uh, I, not obviously not extremely to the point where we're talking about a country like russia or, or north korea but but to a greater extent than in america for example yeah extreme for a western uh, country uh would you mind giving us like just an, an example of what for example sort of like laws and speech um are currently in the uk the uk has very strongly enforced especially online uh, there's this um online hate speech thing where mm -hmm. you can uh, get arrested for uh, tweets essentially and, and and it has happened not not to the point where you tweet something like i'm gonna murder the prime minister or i'm gonna uh, yeah it's just anything that might even be considered uh like going against the grain of what is the standard i don't want to say center-left liberalism but yes it, you can <laughs> actually be get prosecuted for Oh, goodness, that's terrible. Yeah, there was a thing in Canada about um, that you, there were certain laws being introduced where you had to call, um, that you had to use certain pronouns for, I think it was uh, trans people. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. if you didn't, you would get fined for them or uh, something like that. But I think that's ridiculous. I think if you 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 should yeah you should respect um, trans people of course, and you should ask them or just any if you could be like okay, what's your preferred pronoun? Of course, then you tell you that they tell you, and then that's respectful, you know. But the the government yeah. shouldn't be intervening and forcing you to say certain pronouns 
But to be honest, like, yeah, they sounded kind of ridiculous. But I mean, if they, if but I'll if some transgender person tells me I want to be called that, I'll I'll gladly call them that. I don't have a problem, you know. But not if the government tells me to do that. That's I'm not going to abide by that. Well, the same way that I might be extremely hurt if you call me a cunt, you should definitely get to do it. But it's just not a very nice thing to do. But in no yeah. way should you be prosecuted by the law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Because once you start, uh, once you start uh, having certain restrictions on speech, and even in just, especially in everyday sort of like speech laws, all that kind of stuff, you start bordering on, you start bordering on that sort of like censorship. On like, okay, so we're not allowed to do this because it's offensive to certain people. When it's the same with comedy, comedians get slack all the time because they make some offensive jokes about a certain group of people, and then. Yeah. Those certain, those same groups of people want this comedian banned because they feel offended. They feel like they shouldn't be getting that kind of criticism. When at the end of the day, it's just jokes. And even if it's based on real events, I mean, even more so if it's based on real events, you know, you should be able to make fun of the whole situation. Yeah. First of all, that yeah, you should de definitely be allowed to joke about it. And the thing is that um, a lot of time, like the thing in Canada, because that it was only like a very trans people are already a very small proportion of the population. And it was an even smaller fraction of trans people that actually wanted this to be a law. Most of them just want to go on with their lives and don't want to be bothered by anyone. But then you have these act, these hardcore activists who actually push for, push for this stuff. It's always a, a loud minority that always uh, wants this stuff. There's not, you, it sounds like there's a lot of people wanting this, but surprisingly it's not as many as you would think. Um, and that's always something. I find very interesting and also a bit confusing, to be honest, but it's a bit surprising, really. Also, the thing about free speech in America, because they have, it's not that they have complete free speech, like, they do, like, you should be allowed to say your opinions completely, um, without any consequences, really. Like, of course, other people can tell you you're wrong, and they can also give without you... Any without any legal consequences. Yeah, exactly, without any legal consequences, yeah. Yeah, without government prosecution, that's what it means. Yeah, but there are laws, because I had to do a whole uh, thing on this for uh, an essay. I had to look up laws and everything. There are laws against, for example, uh, it's, um, one example of banned speech in America is that you, for example, you can't go into a cinema and just yell bomb and then run and then run away. Because that's, because then you're actually putting people at risk and in danger. Like, you know, when we're, when, or you go to the airport and you yell bomb really loud and then you freak people out. Like, for example, that's, that isn't allowed. You can get fined for that. That's a, or a call to action, for example, if you say, I'm going to kill you or stuff like that. That's also, because I think you can get, but I think um, that's more because that. that's not technically anything to do with discussion. It's more kind of somewhat of a threat, like actual physical harm. Yeah. But like you, you said that it's illegal to yell bomb in a cinema or in a, that's an example. Airport. Like, of, of course, but like, what, what if, like, you have, like, a friend, like, this is just an example, but, like, imagine, like, you actually think that there's a bomb and you yell bomb, like, as a warning to warn other people. Then you tell them and you go to the cops, that's different. Well, I think the context will be taken into account. Yeah, for sure. It should be. Obviously, it has to be, like, if it's wrongful, if somebody does it wrongfully, uh, not if just say anybody yells bomb because they might actually think that there's a bomb in the, in the facilities. Um, oh, yeah. But at the same time, I think that, that, for example, in that example, that law is completely justified because it yeah. has nothing to do with speech. It has a lot more to do with safety of the public. And that should yes. totally be a thing that should be 
that should be allowed to like that should be a law yeah you sh- like it shouldn't go against you saying your opinion or saying certain words to well, quote unquote offend people you know because mm-hmm. being and if so as soon as you start introducing laws um to ban speech that can offend people that's just a slippery slope because first of all what who's going to decide it what's going to be considered uh harmful speech what's going to be considered hate speech there's no objective way to do that at all and it's just going to get worse if you start small and it's just going to end badly this is something that you cannot do right at all because there's always this very very big gray area especially in these sort of issues that you will never be able to please both sides you will always have to compromise because some people will say that okay it's it's everything should be allowed i should be allowed to say anything and there's other people on the complete different side that say oh yeah you should not be able to make to be offensive towards anyone and you know i think the government wants to go somewhere in between that line to compromise and to not um alienate the majority of the population and at the end of the day the government shouldn't be appeasing whoever's louder and more obnoxious and causes more trouble because yeah. then you give in to people who are completely uncivilized, uneducated and just want to cause like havoc in political discourse. They're acting out of emotions and the government isn't thinking logically then and then just following and being like, okay, I guess they're sad about people being uh, saying hurtful things. We should listen to them. No, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't give in to it. And uh, yeah, you just... <sighs> It's a very difficult topic, but I think I think there is a good. I think how America is handling it is the best possible way, to be honest. To, for me, I think personally, because you give everyone free speech, and yeah, people might get offended. But if you think you're not never going to get offended in life, then you're just being naive, like truly. Wait, but America does not have freedom of speech, though. What do you mean? No, like America does. Like America does not allow freedom of speech everywhere. Uh, can you be more specific? I'm not sure what I understand what you mean. Uh, no, because you, you you guys said that America is like. Um, tell me if I understood it wrong, but like, uh, Kim, you said that America is like the best place for freedom of speech, right? Like the way they handle it is the best, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, cause uh, I heard though there was a Trump rally, um, like like this was during the elections and stuff like that when Trump wasn't president. Uh, there was this Trump rally, and there was this woman holding up a sign saying uh, gender equality, all these stuff that she stands for, you know, because, uh, and and she held that sign up. She got beaten to death on the way out. She got... Yeah, but that's not by the law. That's not by the law. That's by people themselves. That's not the law. That's people. That's individuals. That's private individuals. That's witch hunting, which is also illegal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know, but like that is like, it is still a problem for freedom of speech though. No, that's something different. That's a social issue. Um, I feel that's something that a lot of people don't really understand the concept of. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. Obviously, what happened to that woman is wrong on so many levels, and they should be held accountable, they should be convicted, they should be put in prison, in jail. But at the same time, uh, what a lot of people sometimes think when they say, oh, freedom of speech, a lot of people also think that, oh, I'm allowed to say whatever you want to you, and you can't do anything about it, you can't say anything back, when the other person also has the same rights as you have. Exactly, that kind of yeah. stuff. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. I think Amer- America regarding the law do have the uh, like the, the most libertarian free uh, policies in the world. Yes. yes. I would say. 
they have the upper hand when it comes to that to a lot of other countries and including the European Union. Yeah, oh, definitely, including the European Union. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like Joe said, legally, I think it was Joe who said it, like legally, uh, and that way they're handling speech in the best possible way. And yeah, of course, what happened to that woman isn't correct. And just because she voiced her opinion and because these guys, if it was, I don't know who beat her up, like could be anyone. Yeah, Trump, Trump supporters. Yeah, but I mean, also then you can't blame all Trump's supporters for what if for what a few people did it too. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Because you also have like anti-fascista who attack people. Okay, guys, we're approaching the one-hour mark. Uh, are there any final remarks that you would like to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, just the fact that um, just like what this woman was saying. Even if if I disagree with her, I'm not gonna go beat her up. I'm just gonna if I want to tell her, I can tell her because I also have I would freedom hope so. speech there. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I can, everyone has equal freedom of speech. That's the thing. Not some people have more than others. That should never be a policy. And on that note, I believe that we're going to end today's show. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eddie. You can find me on Instagram at eddy.druet, E-D-D-Y dot D-R-O-U-E-T. Theo, will you shout out your Instagram handle? Ashwin Roy Theo, you can find me on underscore Theo underscore Williams, two L's underscore. Easy as that. And Joe, finally, would you want to share with us your Instagram handle? Yes, you can find me at Joe Cherubs on Instagram. That's just Joe and then C-H-E-R-U-B-Z. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Boys Woolsey Voice. Join us next time where we tackle different social issues, different topics. And thank you so much for listening to the whole podcast. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, peace out.